TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Well, good morning and welcome to the Minnesota Real Estate Show. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Hope your Saturday is starting off well. March the 2nd, 2024, and we are live down here at WCCO every Saturday morning for the Minnesota Real Estate Show, hosted by Mike Overson, Luminate Home Loans, Scott Wolmering, and myself, Ryan O'Neill of the Minnesota Real Estate Team and REMAX Advantage+. Plus. Hope your weekend, again, is starting off well, and you can join us at any point, 612-294-6949 by phone or text, 612-294-6949. Always welcome your questions. Don't ever hesitate to interrupt us. And again, this is a local show. It's live, and we talk all things real estate and mortgage here in Minnesota, western Wisconsin. And Scott and Mike, uh, good to see you guys. Yeah, good uh, Good to be here. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking when you were talking, the other thing we've got on that website, mnrealestateshow.com, uh, is a free market analysis that we have as a uh, um, kind of a value to you. You can go in, put your information in your home on, you know, no one's going to bug you. We'll tell you what the home is worth. It's a good way, especially in this market, maybe you're thinking about doing something this year. It's a good way to find out what your home's worth before you enter into it. Yeah. Yeah. Good to see you, Mike. Good morning, buddy. Hey, good to see you, Ryan. Yeah. A lot of, uh, a lot of good stuff uh, coming uh, down the mortgage pipeline. Uh, appreciate you and your team. Again, Luminate, uh, they are a local bank here in the Twin Cities, too. Luminate Bank. Where are your branches, by the way? So we had two branches, uh, Edina and Minnetonka. The Minnetonka branch is actually moving into our corp office building in uh, Minneapolis there, right off of 394 and Penn, basically. So they are building out the main level of that building right now so that the Minnetonka branch can move in there. Um, so right now it's still Minnetonka and Edina, but um, pretty soon it's going to be Edina and Minneapolis. Yeah, just was talking uh, with a team member uh, this morning on the Minnesota real estate team, um, actually selling his own personal house, and um, it's in the high 300s range, and it had been on the market one day, and he got uh, an offer about $30,000 over list price. They had timed the offer. So that the seller, he as the seller, he and his wife had to respond back by 10 a.m. this morning. What do you? How do you feel about those um, timed offers? 
Um, you know, it was interesting because in this case, there's uh, there was a lot of other interest already. And the reason the agent was timing it is it sounds like they had a couple different properties they were they were deciding on and they just wanted a response from the seller. And so our agent, uh, the seller, was looking at taking the offer because it was um, really almost the best they could imagine for an offer. It had, again, way over list price, good earnest money, appraisal guarantee. Um, it had all the, no inspection, all the bells and whistles. So the spring market is here, guys. Oh, for, sh- for sure it is. You know, it's interesting on, on guaranteed, uh, uh, or I'm sorry, on, uh, on timed offers, because I get it asked a lot, you know, from agents, hey, you know, we're frustrated, we're in multiple offers all the time, we're going to do a timed offer, uh, we're, which means, for those that don't understand what it means, it means we're telling the seller, we're giving you this offer, but if you don't respond to it by 4 p.m. today, we're withdrawing our offer. Now, that's fine, if, if, and it sounds like these people had that intention. They had other, they had other properties, they were going to move on. That does have to be your mindset as a buyer, that if it does, that if that 4 p.m. goes by, that you are willing to go on because you don't want to draw a line in the sand that you're not willing to, uh, to actually live to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very true. Mike, do you see much of that, uh, the timing of the offers with your agents and, and buyers you're working with? Not a whole lot, but do, do you see it every once in a while? Absolutely, you see it every once in a while. You know, and it's, it's I don't know, do you think it's going to become more common or do you think it's going to be kind of just... It, it, in most cases in this market, it, it worked out great for this, and I'm, and I'm thrilled it, it, it is. But in most cases, you got to remember, in, everything in real estate comes from a position of power. So if you're a seller with 15 offers on a property, unfortunately, guys, they have the power. So for you to come in and tell them, hey, by, by the way, Mr. Seller, Mrs. Seller, you're going to have to decide on this by 4 p.m. today. They're going to be like, uh, yeah, or not. We yeah. have 14 other offers. Right. Yeah. So, so it depends. Yeah, you can push too hard. Yeah. Yeah, push uh, too hard. I think Scott's point's a really good one. Understanding leverage, you know, the price range you're buying in, the area, et cetera. And with that, um, guys, uh, Mike, maybe give us an update here in the first segment. Uh, mortgage-wise, how, how are things looking? I know rates um, have been a lot of the talk. Well, so if we look last week, we were talking at, you know, about 6875, 7%, 7.125 as far as rates last, last Saturday. Uh, this week, if I just look at yesterday, uh, March 1st, um, we were looking at six and a half, six point six two five. You know, those were the types of rates I was locking people in at. So we had a nice dip this week, um, and you know, we, we've been talking about it. We, we still think as we move forward through the year, rates are going to continue to go lower, right? And it's never a straight line. So obviously, last week was at the top of a wave. This week, now we're closer to the bottom of the wave. I think as we move through, you know, March, April, May, June, we're still going to see rates trickle down. Again, it's never going to be a straight line, but could we hit six flat by the time you know May June gets here? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm well, yeah, because I'm predicting in the <laughs> I'm predicting in the fives in April. So we'll we'll see if the uh, the real stage with absolutely no knowledge of why it would come down uh, actually is right. But I think it's going to be in five by April. Um, hey, I want to say hi to uh, Joe Sorensen, a uh, buddy that I uh, played some golf with through the years. He's also a really good real estate agent. He says, "Hey guys, great show and go Chanhassen Storm." In the state hockey tourney. So go, hey. go Chanhassen Storm. Uh, Joe lives out in uh, Chanhassen, just a great guy. Joe is a great guy, longtime broker uh, in the Twin Cities here as well, uh, doing, uh, doing an outstanding job. I uh, did want to give, again, an update here in the first segment, real estate standpoint. So new listings, this is some welcome news, almost a 15% year-over-year increase in homes for sale in the Twin Cities, 1,090 pending sales up percent year-over-year increase in homes for sale 
in the Twin Cities, 1,090. Pending sales up over last year, again, 11% increase, 11% more accepted purchase agreements. And then the overall inventory is thankfully growing up 5% over there. Still very, very low, 6,441. Uh, homes for sale uh, in the Twin Cities metro area. And then the median sales price, again, has remained steady and has actually increased year over year. It's up 3.1% to $352,000. Uh, very similar numbers to the last couple uh, couple weeks. We're already up against our first break. We'll continue the discussion uh, with um, uh, real estate uh, topic-wise. And, Scott, our, what's our question of the week again? Oh, yeah, fun question of the week, non-real estate related, is what is your number one bucket list item? Number one thing you could do, if uh, if money was no object, anything was no object, what what would you do? What's your bucket list item? Number one bucket list item, this is the Minnesota Real Estate Show. Saturday mornings, we're here 10 to 11 here at CCO in Minneapolis. We welcome your questions, comments, uh, phone calls, and texts. Uh, we'll be back after the break. Welcome back to the Minnesota Real Estate Show. Hope your weekend is going well. This is a local and live show. Every Saturday morning on CCO, we help people buy homes, sell homes, invest in real estate here in Minnesota, in western Wisconsin. Our team, the Minnesota Real Estate Team, working with our friends at Luminate, Mike Overson and his great lending team. Mike and Scott, I wanted to have, there was a question that had come in regarding um, multifamily and um, appraising a fourplex. And I was having a discussion with uh, with an agent on the team where the appraisal came in low on the fourplex. And in the discussion with, with, with the agent, I just said, you know, it's all about the rents. So we have to look at the rents and say, how does the property cash flow? How are the numbers for that investor? Maybe help us understand from a lending perspective, you know, when you're looking at an appraisal on a four-unit, a six-unit, an eight-unit building, why is that the case? So, we, when so you got to look at it. So on the on four units and less, it's considered residential. The rents really don't matter. So b- buildings that are four units and less are considered residential. You're going to be looking at sold comps. The main driver of value is going to be what did that other fourplex, you know, three blocks away sell for. Um, and is it comparable? Is it comparable size? Is it comparable, you know, room counts for the units, things like that. As soon as you get to five units, now that's considered a commercial property. That's where you're going to have the appraiser is going to do two calculations. A, there's going to be sold comps that come into play, but it is going to be driven more by the rent versus the the P and L on it, the income coming in versus the expenses going out on that building. Yeah. And so the hard thing, the hard thing in that, cause Ryan and I were talking about this beforehand. So there's two sides of this. <clears throat> there is there's the appraisal, which is what you're talking about, but then there's the eva- there's the valuation that we do as a, as a real estate agent. So I'll use this as an example so people can kind of walk down the road. You have the ex- you have a builder that bo- built two fourplexes, three three blocks apart. Okay, one gets three thousand dollars a month, the other gets four thousand dollars a month. Down to the nail, they are the exact same the exact same unit. Now an appraiser is going to come in and they're going to look at the evaluation and they're going to value them at the same pr- at the same price. But as an agent, we're going to look at it and say, no, the one that's getting $1,000 more a month is worth $100,000 more. So there's always the rub because the one getting four grand is worth more. Uh, but then you've got the appraisal, which is number you know, one plus one equals two. 
That's the math they go through. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure, and I think that's a really good point, Mike. Um, what had happened is that on the original purchase agreement, the appraisal came in low, even though the numbers were really solid. The numbers were great, and the, the buyer is not owner-occupying the property. So, the, again, they're not living there. Obviously, um, you know, you could, but they're just doing it as a straight investment. So that's an interesting angle. I wonder why appraisers – why that's still the case. I get it because it's a residential loan, but that seems a little backwards to Scott's point. Yeah, and, and I've always looked at that, and when you brought it up, it popped because we were actually talking a little bit differently before the show, but when you said that it popped, I always looked at it as uh, it's like um, appraisers give value to above-ground square footage, very little to basement square footage. Well, every once in a while, you have an incredible basement You know that is, that is you know, worth way more, but one plus one equals two. That's how an appraiser does it. But as an agent, I walk in and go, I would normally give 25 bucks a square foot. Now I'm going to get 50 because it's exceptional. And the market dictates that they get it. And then you run into that at, at, at appraisal. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, when it comes to underground square footage, you know, um, 15 to 35 bucks a square foot is like kind of like the norm. That's you can right. go outside of that, obviously, if you really have an extravagant basement. But you're, you're not going to get much more than that. You know, getting 50 bucks a square foot for a finished basement would be on the high, 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 high side, high, high end, yeah. right? But it could cost you, I mean, you have an extravagant basement, you know, what's it cost per square foot to finish that off? A thousand square foot basement, you're going to drop 50 grand. I mean, if you, have, if you have somebody do it, and think about that, that's not, a big, that's not a big basement. No. I mean, that's a thousand square feet. So what hurts people a lot of times, so let's take that. Ryan buys a house. I sell my house three years ago. He finishes his basement, drops 60 grand on it. Um, and, uh, and at that time, uh, now I look at it and it's only worth 20 grand. So we did it and you lost 40 grand. Yeah. We, uh, guys, I wanted to give a, just a, a quick note as well. We've got, uh, today there's actually an annual event called the real estate investor success summit. Um, that's put on, um, my friend Sean, uh, with Pine Financial has done this, uh, done this event for a long time. Fellow investors, fellow agents, brokers attend, it's a really good event. It's actually today um, as we speak right now, but it's over in um, uh, Golden Valley, um, and it's at the Doubletree. Uh, it's from 8.30, I think, to 4 o'clock today. Um, I'm actually stopping out today. He had asked, Ryan, can you talk about um, how to find inventory as an investor? And so uh, later this afternoon, I'll be starting out or stopping out to talk a little bit about that, how to find uh, find property. But Mike, um, interesting times for investors. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit tougher to cash flow and make the numbers work when interest rates are here. If you're financing that, obviously, if you have cash, it's a different, completely different story. Are there still people out there buying investment properties? Absolutely. Are there still opportunities out there for investment properties? Yes, absolutely. There are. Um, there are still some, you know, fixer uppers, you know, and stuff like that, that people are getting into and finding and, and doing that. Obviously, not as much as back in the heyday when we had 50% of a inventory out there was bank-mediated, you know, yeah. this and that. That was the heyday for investors back there, but there's still opportunities out there. That's right. Hey, uh, real quick, uh, real quick uh, uh, listing to hit. Actually, an open house. Suzanne Joy on the Minnesota Real Estate Team. You'll love Suzanne. You should head out to this open. It is uh, 2523 Paddock Path in Shakopee, Minnesota. Uh, it is priced at 400000 It is a Rambler. I believe, I don't have the actual specs on it, but I believe it's just a year old uh, transfer or something is uh, having him re- uh, go out. But go su- uh, see Suzanne today from 11 o'clock to 1 o'clock. And uh, it is 2523 Paddock Path in Shockby. Yeah, again, appreciate you joining us here on the Minnesota Real Estate Show. Had another question uh, come in 
Uh, this one uh, just said, um, Ryan, um, uh, enjoy the show. Um, recently, um, my spouse's mom passed away after a lengthy battle with stage uh, kidney disease. As a result, we're looking at recommendations for a financial advisor to help us with plans for upcoming inheritance. I know that you guys have had Adam Hartong and team on your show periodically. Do you personally work with Adam and his company? I've initiated conversations with Corey at Midwest Money Management. Curious how extensive your experience has been. Um, thanks for the question. Thanks for listening to the show as well. Um, I have been a longtime client uh, with Adam Hartung, uh, probably 20 years. I have worked with him. I have referred um, kind of uh, friends, family, neighbors. My dear sister Mary uh, has worked with Adam a long time. My brother Tim does. Um, they are, in my opinion, the best of the best. What I love about them is regardless of how much money you have or you do not have, they treat you the same way. They've got extensive experience. Uh, they're super uh, on it, great, uh, kind-hearted people. And for those of you that are all about uh, returns and making more money, uh, they've got some just some awesome, uh, awesome programs. So I just I can't recommend them enough. Really good people uh, in, uh, again, they're in Lakeville. And so I have worked with them a long time. Mike, I know you have as well. Scott as well. Yeah, I would, I would just piggyback on that. Uh, you know, we, we refer people to, uh, to businesses that we like. I would put Adam and his company at the top of the list. <clears throat> Not only have I worked with them for 20-plus years, but all my kids, um, my in-laws, my ex-wives, anybody that I can, <laughs> anybody that I can put that direction I yeah. mean, literally, I hand my kids over to him and say, you're way better at this than I am. Go help them out. So, yeah, he's, he's incredible. It's important to have somebody, again, from a financial standpoint. I think, again, if you're a, maybe a young person listening to the show and thinking about, hey, well, I don't really have any money or, you know, I, I, I'm not at a spot where I'd ever need somebody like that. I think, again, kind of having someone on your team to help you through the process to look at the entire picture of what, you know, taxes – um, your tax situation, um, a credit, um, working with a lender, all these things. Mike, I know you've worked hand-in-hand hand with those guys forever. Yeah, the financial planning, mortgage, um, tax accountants, they're kind of all intertwined because you get a lot of overlap between all that stuff. So um, Adam has, you know, he's got obviously got the experience and the knowledge where he knows he could probably be a tax accountant and a mortgage guy and a financial planner if he wanted to because he's that good. Before, and, and, a, and a real estate agent. I've been trying to pull him out of his industry <laughs> for 25 years. Hey, real quick before the break. Financial planner if you wanted to because he's that good. Before, and, and, a, and a real estate agent. I've been trying to pull him out of his industry <laughs> for 25 years. Hey, real quick before the break, we can talk about it. Um, do you have any advice, guys, for a new real estate investor, any advice for a new real estate investor? I, I know, do. I, know I, do. Scott's, I already know Scott's <laughs> yeah. advice. What's yours? Uh, go out, put a blindfold on, go to a neighborhood, throw a dart, hit a house, and go buy it. Okay. Buy something. What do you buy think, something. Mike? Th- that's what I was going to say. Yeah, you, you, Scott always brings up the thing, the guy who used to call into the radio show, yeah, I'm a real estate investor. And, for years. For years. And then you know, Scott asked him how many properties he owned, and he said. He's living in his basement with his mom. And I told him he cannot call back on the show because he called in. <laughs> he would call in and he would argue investment strategies and everything else. And he had not bought a property, so I was like, "You cannot call back on the show until you go out and buy a home." Yeah. And he never called back on the show. Part of the reason we do our investment property seminars every month—they're free, they're in person. We also stream them on Facebook uh, if you want to uh, check them out. 
um, is to help you learn the process. But that is my advice as well: is go find something and and purchase because you be, you be, you 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 get the benefits of being a real estate investor by actually owning investment property. So we're already uh, already at the halfway point here at the Minnesota Real Estate Show. Appreciate you joining us by phones, questions, um, again, uh, text messages, or on social media, wherever you might be catching us. This is the Minnesota Real Estate Show. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Minnesota Real Estate Show. Hope your weekend's going well. Hope uh, you and your families are able to get out and enjoy this weather. Um, wow, we just uh, had a nice nice chat with Al Shock. Al does a wonderful job down here at CCO, was giving us the uh, the hockey brackets, and he, he gently reminded us it's not snow during the hockey. It's snow during basketball. the basketball tournaments, Mike. So uh, that was very kind of Al to bring that uh, bring that over to us, Mike. Yeah, yeah, that was good. And I think Chan Hassan, right? Didn't they didn't they beat Minnetonka to get in there? Minnetonka was ranked one, I think, something like that. And then, like Al said, uh, one of the Lakeville, which is my neck of the woods, they got uh, they got beat as well. Um, hey, before we get back into real estate, uh, let's maybe talk a little bit about that bucket list question. So the fun question of the week. What is your bucket list item if you could do anything? And we'd love people to go ahead and, uh, and send their, uh, send their uh, uh, comments in on this. Um, so for me, it's easy, and you guys probably already know it. Um, if, if, uh, if I could do anything, cost was no issue, uh, it would be to play the Masters. Uh, play the Masters? Yeah, You're play, a golfer. Well, to play Augusta, which is where the Masters tournament is. And you can't play. I mean, unless you know a member, which nobody does, uh, you have to have an invite to play it, and uh, it's, it's impossible. But that would be my bucket list item. So if you are a, an Augusta member and you listen to this show, which I'm sure there's many that do, uh, invite me. I'll play with you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, before I forget, uh, too, uh, Dennis, we're going to put you on the spot, too. you got to think about this one. So bu- bucket list item. Mike, we'll come back to yours. Uh, we'll come back to yours here, too. We did have a, a question again. That, I thought that was interesting, Mike. You talked about FHA rates and VA rates are better than conventional, okay, by like a half percentage, you said? Yeah, depending on credit score and stuff, you know, quarter to a half, you know, somewhere in there. The hard thing about it, again, as a buyer, if you are in the 450 and under price range where there's a lot of competition, again, low inventory, lots of buyers, unfortunately, many of the sellers and listing agents don't like FHA or VA offers because it has that appraisal out, Scott. That's right. And, and you know, when you're talking, that's correct. What Ryan's saying is you can't compete. So if, if you're an FHA or VA and you can get that great rate and you can get all these benefits, unfortunately, you can't buy a house because 10 offers are going to be conventional. You're not going to deal with appraisal issues and, and so on. So that's, uh, that's what ends up happening uh, in, in that situation. Uh, and there's, you know, there's no, way, no way around it. The only way around it, I was thinking about this when Mike and I were talking the other night. So you know, it's, it's a marketing thing I want to say is all of our buyers are cash buyers. You know, I mean, and, and people are like, well, what does that mean? Well, with us, because of Mike's program, if you're an FHA buyer, you can be a cash buyer. Uh, well, you can't because you can't convert it to FHA. But my point is you could go in and say, look, we would like to do FHA, but here's our cash offer. You know, If you go with ours, we'll try FHA, but we can always go cash. Sure. I mean, you might be able to get something through that way. Um, it's still hard because, again, that's a, the, another little thing that if you're the seller, why would you mess around with it when you've got other, other cash offers? But that can happen. 
Yeah, so the program is great. So it's um, our cash offer program. Basically, you know, once we have someone pre-approved on our end, um, we'll go buy the next house for them with a cash offer. And the, the client gets to pick, you know, here's what we want to pay for it, and here's the close date, and do you want an inspection or not? You get to pick all the terms, but when the offer goes over to the seller, it's a cash offer in our name. We'll go buy that house with cash, and then we just sell it back to our pre-approved clients then for the same price that we bought it for. And it's really a transfer back. I mean, sure. you know, it's you know, it's not like you're marketing the property when you sell it. You know, it's just a it's a way for them to get it. And of course, there's a small cost associated with it. Um, but uh, but I'll tell you what, it is uh, it's the best thing I've heard to be able to fight against being able to get houses for your people that not don't necessarily uh, have twenty percent down or paying cash. Yeah, I want to give a, just a little shout out. I know uh, mom, um, my mom has been a longtime CCO listener and listener of the Minnesota Real Estate Show. My brother Dan. Uh, as well. But this week, guys, was the 20-year anniversary of our dear father, Bob O'Neill, passing away. He died on Leap Day. So on the 29th, uh, we uh, we say dad leapt into heaven. Uh, but 20 years, guys, so every it's every four years. So he's only had five, um, five um, anniversaries of his death. So that's interesting if you were born on Leap Day. And I was talking to my brother Tim, and he said what if you're if you are born on leap day, um, you have to go left or right. Either you've got to pick the birthday on the day before or the day after. Huh. So it's very interesting because you think about it. You're born on the 29th. You're like, well, what? I only get a birthday every four years, you know? Because it, yeah, so you've got to go left or right. So, all right, we'll we'll talk about that after the show because I'm not tra- <laughs> I'm not tracking that. But yeah, that's so it, the that's 29th all- <clears throat> only happens once every four years. Oh, that's right, February 29th. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So what happens, like, you go to the casino, it's like, come in on your birthday, and you go in that cash booth when they swirl it around, right? <laughs> so you can only go there once every four years, because if you go there the day before, the day after, it's not technically your birthday. Well, I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is, uh, yeah, so you have to declare, well, we're used to declaring now, so now you just declare this is my birthday. You want a February birthday or March? Yes. you got to go one or the other of those de- other three years. Go ahead and declare it. It is an interesting, <clears throat> uh, very interesting uh, situation. Uh, but again, you think about it uh, every four years uh, having a birthday. Six one two two nine four six nine four nine is how you can uh, you can join us. I had a question about value of square footage. What would you guys say uh, comparatively above versus below ground square footage? What do appraisers give, Mike? Well, <laughs> above you, ground. Go ahead. <laughs> above ground, the door is wide open. Right, you get into. You know, places on on Minnetonka, on Prior Lake. You know, you're. I mean, you're above ground square footage. Be what five, six, seven hundred bucks a square foot. Yeah. You you take that same house and you take it off a lake and put it on a quote unquote normal lot or something. Now your your square footage is three hundred or three fifty. I mean, the above square footage just ranges so much. The below square footage is where it's more of a box. You're looking at fifteen to thirty five is generally where you're looking at. You can stretch that up to fifty if you get a really extravagant basement, but. Um, not much more than that. Yeah, and, and what we're talking about is adjusted methods. So, for example, um, I don't want to tell you to throw price, price per square foot out because it's it's a variable. You can look at it. But, for example, we did 56 teardowns. We basically built the same house with different front elevations, but it was a it was a four square, you know, front living room, kitchen, blah, blah, blah. They're the same house, 3,500 square feet, 815,000 to 107, or a million seven. Same exact house. So price per square foot doesn't matter a whole lot. Um, from an adjustment standpoint, uh, under five hundred thousand dollars, I typically give fifty above ground and fifteen below. Five hundred to seven fifty, seventy-five above ground, twenty-five below. 
Yeah, so the, the hard thing about it, as a homeowner, if you're finishing your basement or doing different things, um, you know, upgrading your property, just be sure to talk to an agent, have him or her help you look at if you're wondering about value and those types of things, because that can really impact things. Um, had another question about, um, Mike, about title fees. Um, what's the small cost amount uh, regarding title fees? So when you're buying a property, again, as a buyer, um, you have an option to get what's called an owner's policy of title insurance. So that is an optional cost that you pay to the title company that can in, that will insure you for title issues. And so that is something, again, what they call an owner's policy that's optional for the buyer at closing. The lender's policy, Mike, is not optional. Maybe talk about that. Yeah. So if you get a loan on a house, um, you got to have, you got to buy your lender's title insurance policy. That's going to be required. But like you said, Ryan, the owner's title insurance policy is optional. Um, all, all lenders are going to quote you both, right? Here's what the cost for this one is. Here's what the cost for that one is. They put it on there. You can literally decide at the closing table if you want to have that owner's title insurance policy or not. So you can go all the way up to the day of closing. You can keep it on there. You can take it off right there at the closing table if you want to. But um, it's too, typically cheap. covers you for the entire time you own the house. Most of us are going to say just pay the one-time small fee and, and don't worry about it. Yeah, and specifically, just just to clarify on uh, on Eric's question, I think what he was asking the question about was when I was talking about the buyer program, I used there's a small cost. Oh. So I think he might have been piggybacking what's that small fee or what's the cost of doing that. Yep, yep. So our cash <clears throat> offer program, if you if you don't have a house to sell, so basically if, you, if you're uh, a non-contingent buyer, um, you're just out there, you got, you're a conventional 5% down buyer and you're just losing out to the all, you know, cash offers and you're losing out to conventional 20% down offers. If we go do our cash offer program there, the cost is 1% of the price of the new house. Um, If you are a contingent buyer, so if you do have a house to sell, um, the nice thing about this program is we only have to qualify you for the next house. We don't have to qualify you to carry two houses or anything like that. But because you have a contingent sale coming up after we close on this cash offer, we might hold it for a little bit longer. The cost is 1.9% of the new house. Yeah, which, you know, again, in the, uh, I think about it back in 2022. This cash offer, we might hold it for a little bit longer. The cost is 1.9% of the new house. Yeah, which, you know, in, again, in the, uh, you know, I think about it back in 2022. This wasn't offered then, but I used it 10 times. I just used it with parents. So the parents were going to buy it for cash, and then the kids were going to refinance. It's the only way to get them houses. So this program, I hope people are really understanding it. If you're out there right now and you are frustrated, you've been losing out on offers, and you, you just want to buy a house, this is a great program. So definitely reach out. Apply with Mike.com or mnrealestateshow.com. Yeah, again, thanks for joining us. The Minnesota Real Estate Show every Saturday. We're here 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Bucket list. What's on your bucket list? The one thing you want to do uh, yet in your life. We'll talk a little bit more about that and the real estate market here on WCCO. Hey, welcome back to the Minnesota Real Estate Show. We're talking bucket lists. And Dennis, we've let you off the hook so far here. We're talking about one thing you want to do before the end of your life. What do you think, Mr. Dennis? What do you got on that bucket list? I want to marry Taylor Swift. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's... Or any other rich young thing that'll happen. (laughs) Taylor Swift. Well, maybe we can, yeah, maybe somehow we'll reach out to her people and say, look, we're on WCCO. We're going to set you up. We want to introduce you to Dennis, Mike. Yeah. 
Yeah, forget about Travis Kelsey for just you know well, a weekend or two. If I look at if I look at Dennis and Travis Kelsey, it's a no. That's not even a contest, right? I think it would be kind of fun though. It'd be I've, kind of fun. I've actually met her twice. See, and oh. she is about four inches taller than I am. Oh wow! Well. <laughs> well, Dennis, every woman's four inches taller than I am. So uh, I, I feel your I feel your pain. I feel your pain. Hey, I want to give a shout out to Vinny Schumacher. Is listening, to Vinny. The, Vinny is listening to the show right now. He is actually a friend of my son Aiden. And uh, so he's 20 years old and listening to a real estate social. Good for you, Vinny. Uh, let us know when you want to buy your first house. Yeah, again, buying your first house in this market um, is possible. Be sure you're working with a good agent. Be sure you have someone who can help you through the process that understands multiple offers, that has good relationships with other agents and brokers in the Twin City, because it does matter who you work with. It matters who your agent is, Mike. It matters who your lender is, not all money in real estate is created equal. What we mean by that is a pre-approval letter from lender A and lender B may not be perceived the same way by the seller who's accepting your offer, Mike. So I got a classic example. We're going through one right now. So Marie Rivard on your team, Ryan, and I are working with the buyer. Um, a few weeks ago when we submitted the offer, we were not the highest offer on the table. Listing agent came back and said, look, you guys are not the highest offer on the table, but we want to work with you guys because we like you guys better than this other agent, this other loan officer team that submitted this offer. So we're going to accept your offer. And it just goes to show it's not necessarily the highest dollars that win. Sometimes it is the team around you and it's real estate's a, it's a small world. Everyone knows everyone, everyone, every agent has had experience with all the other agents. Um, If they've, know an agent and they've had a good experience with uh, previous offers with that agent, that can go a long way. Well, and besides that, here's the easiest <clears throat> rule of thumb I always tell sellers uh, or people. If you don't like your agent, either does anybody else. So, I mean, if you if you are literally like, I don't really like her or I don't really like him, but she does or he does well or whatever, other agents don't like them either. So in a market where, where you're going to have to compete and you're you're saying, well, Fine, we'll accept what's her name's offer, but I want to work with her. That's the normal thing. Now you got fifteen. Now you don't have to. You can go to Plan B, Plan C, Plan D. So uh, yeah, so make sure, you know, if you like them, probably other people do, and yeah. they'd be willing to work with them. Mike, are you seeing many buy downs? People buying the rate down of your deals. What percent are buying rates down? Um, less. You know, every every single interest rate out there is basically quoted with one discount point. That's just kind of the industry norm right now. So. Um, on top of that, are people paying extra on top of that to drive the rate down? Most of the people, I would say no. Most people think that rates are going to come down, so I'm not going to spend a lot of a bunch of money right now to buy the rate down. I'm going to wait for the next 12 to 24 months to come around when rates do go down into the fives or even maybe like the fours that Scott thinks they might hit in the next 24 months. And then that's if I want to drive it down even further, that's when I'll pay the points and, and get it down further. Maybe talk a little bit for people. This might get a little bit complicated, but uh, for people from a qualifying standpoint. So if you do a three, two, one buy down, so rates are at seven, you buy it down to four percent for the first year, you still have to qualify at seven percent. Correct. Uh, on an actual buy down, rates are at seven percent, and you actually have them buy it down to five and a half percent. Then what do they qualify at? You qualify at the five and a half percent, and that's a big thing to to pay attention to, guys out there. If you're in that part where you're just teetering. Because it rates are too high, you can do a buy-down to a rate that actually lets you qualify for it. And why is that, Mike? Help people understand that if, if they didn't follow. 
So why is it different? Yep. So the the three two one buy down that Scott was talking about is a temporary buy down. Your your payment is temporarily lower, but once you hit year four through years thirty on that loan, you're going to be at this this monthly payment, right? And so it why it doesn't make sense to qualify you based on the absolute lowest payment that you start out with there because what happens when year four comes around if you can't afford year four. We're going to take that house back, you know, and no one wants to go through foreclosure. No bank wants to take it back. So you're going to qualify based on what that long-term payment is. On the permanent rate buy-down, you're permanently taking your rate from 7 down to 5.5% in Scott's example. So now you got 5.5% for the entire 30 years. Well, your payment doesn't change there. We qualify you at 5.5% then. Yeah, guys, uh, it has been a fun show. Again, every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., we're here. Um, Last thoughts, guys, before we part here today, Scott? Uh, I want to hear your bucket list item. There. Bucket list. I think uh, it would be fun to go back to Ireland. Would love to take a trip back with the family back to Ireland. And while we're there, um, swing over to Europe and meet the Pope. I knew there'd be something with meeting <laughs> the Pope in there. You had to get the Pope in. Somehow. The Pope! Got to meet the Pope. Would, yeah. you don't, would you go fishing for the Loch Ness Monster, too? Are hey, there or no? Let's do it. Let's do it. Maybe we'll meet Taylor Swift. I'll bring I'll bring Dennis with. We're traveling together. <laughs> Dennis would be fun to travel with. I'd like to go with him. Uh, last thoughts before we ra- uh, wrap up here. Um, you know, Mike said, you know, uh, applications have gone down because of a little bump in interest rates. That's going to settle in. Folks, get your applications in. Get squared away. Get ready to go because it is going to be a uh, – uh, it's going to be a busy, busy spring. Mike, last thoughts? Yeah, reach out to us. I mean, our cash offer program, it's it's gaining steam every single week because we are getting into a little bit crazier of a market as we move forward here through the spring. So the lower rates get, the little bit crazier it's going to be because more people are going to be jumping into the pool. So um, reach out to us. Um, the right real estate agent, right loan officer um, can make all the difference. And next week, the Pope is actually going to be calling in. Yes, yes. I mean, I won't. I won't take. I won't take his call. We have kind of a thing that. But but Brian can. Hey, we help people buy homes, sell homes, invest in real estate. We've got a top agent wherever you're listening to the show here on WCCO, mnrealestateshow.com. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Enjoy the sunshine, this record warmth. Take care. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 